And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. That stands for Where's the Line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. <laughs> I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron. Oh, <laughs> oh, you got it. You got it. You got it. Mm. We're back. We're back in action. <laughs> and I know you're itching to fire off some parlays oh, yeah. here tonight. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. I got them locked and loaded for this week. Big week of football. It's going to be a lot of fun. But we're going to keep them in suspense, right? We can't yeah. Just, we can't gotta, just gotta, 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 gotta. That's coming. We're gonna, that's, the, that's the grand finale. You know how like a fireworks show, it starts off big, a yep. big bang, you know? Big bang, big bang, you know, big bang. some filler in there, and then a boom, you know, this at the, the end. The big moneymaker at the end, uh, yep. For sure. <laughs> I was going to say the money shot, but I don't know if that's appropriate. So we'll stick, stay away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start with Thursday night. <clears throat> football right yeah yeah for sure this is kind of an intriguing matchup uh tampa bay yeah is heading on over to buffalo to highmark stadium there in upstate new york where the bills are only four and three tampa bay just dropped a game they're three and three however they're still they're still you know yeah for sure uh fighting for their division right now so this is an important game on prime seven fifteen kickoff buffalo is a nine point favorite yeah andy i mean I, I get why the lines where it's where you mm-hmm. know where it is, uh, but you know Tampa Bay really needs to win this after losing three of yes, their last four games. The Buccaneers also have won both of uh, road games that they played this year. Yeah, on the other side of the ball, Andy, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills also need a huge win as well so uh, after splitting their last four games. Yeah. The Bills have won six straight home games, which is really where it comes down to, Andy. And uh, I. I the Buffalo Bills are the better better team here, obviously. Eh, but, yeah, they probably got better talent. But I mean, they obviously can't afford to lose this game. But the Buccaneers have no running game. That's why they're twenty six in scoring offense. But they find a way to play hard and compete. Uh, the Bucks are tenth in rush defense and sixth in scoring defense. Uh-huh. This feels like an ugly, low scoring yeah. Thursday night game with both teams, you know, limping towards the finish line. Yeah, yeah. that's why I kind of got to lay. Uh, you know, go with those points in my back pocket with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers covering that nine points. I like that. I like Tampa Bay covering, and that that over under the total I'm looking at right now is forty three. Yeah, uh, and Tampa Bay is an under team. Yeah, for I sure. mean, big time. Let me look at the, uh, six of the last seven games have hit that under, <laughs> yeah. and Buffalo there's just way too inconsistent on offense. Yeah, uh, I I don't know if they can. I I know they like to hit that over, and they do more times than not. But it's not an impressive number. No, and it, they need to focus on just winning. Right, they, now. they do, and so. that's why I think this is going to be kind of a scrappy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, come down to it, and I think the Bills will have a sense of control in the game. But I really do believe it goes out. You know, three to seven points there at the end. You're, you're bucking a trend here, uh, betting on Tampa Bay though. They are zero and six. Their last six games against an AFC opponent. They have not covered. They have not covered this spread the last six times they've squared up with an AFC team. And and for all intents and purposes, this feels like it should be one of the better AFC teams. Yeah, for sure, Andy. And a couple of these AFC teams have been letting us down as of late. Yes, they we're have. Looking at you, Cincinnati. We're looking at you, Buffalo. <laughs> right. A uh, couple, you know, just just Pittsburgh. stumbling a few. It's it's the it's the NFL. Yep. So that's 
what happens. But I will give you a stat to combat what you just said. The Buccaneers have won each of their last six games against an (laughs) AFC East opponent. So So, this sounds ugly. This sounds like an ugly game. That's a little LeBron stat for you, you know. (laughs) Like Uh, we were saying, it just sounds ugly up and down. Uh, And you're probably your safest bet. This is the NFL. And when it gets close to 10 points, that's a lot in the NFL. Exactly. So you got to think, even though it's on the road, you got to think Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, I do. Just to cover there, I do believe Buffalo wins. Yep. One one thing I do want to point out here is a player prop, Andy. Okay. Rashad White, under 49 and a half rushing yards. I mean, mm. let's face it, this yeah. guy was, you know, on draft boards, you know, fancy football, yeah. all that, but he has been very underwhelming this season. He's only mm-hmm. averaging 3.2 per attempt, and yeah. he's only exceeding this, he's only exceeded this prop twice this year. And th- this uh, this Buffalo Bills defense, one of the best in the yeah. best in the world defensive line and linebacking yeah. core. So yeah. I really like Rashad White under 49 and a half rushing yards. And I'll, I'll pile on there for you. You know, I talked about the inconsistency with Buffalo. I'm talking about their offense. I'm not talking about no their doubt. defense. Their it's, defense is consistent. It keeps I, them in games. I like that prop. Uh, underwhelming running back against a really good run defense. At home. For sure. It, Give it to me. And add the fact that the Bills are favored by nine points. Yeah. White will likely be out of the game script pretty early if they get down. So I really yep. like that prop. All right, let's move to a noon kickoff. Yeah, let's do it. A game that a lot of our people are going to be watching, yeah, listening no to. Doubt. That is the Minnesota Vikings heading on over to Green Bay. Eh? We're going to go to Green Bay. Where hey. The Packers are only 2-4. and four. It's so funny. People weren't expecting a lot of Green Bay. And then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden, the season starts like, what happened? What happened, what happened to the Packers? <laughs> uh, Minnesota just got themselves back into the, the conversation. Beaters. Yep, yep. Uh, they've moved to 3-4. and four, And now things are much more interesting in the NFC. North, looking at this opening line, it was at plus one and a half Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, is that what it is anymore? I'm looking at even. I'm looking straight across at even. By the time Sunday rolls around, it's going to be in favor of the Minnesota Vikings. It's just how people are betting this game. Uh, If you were good enough to get plus... Plus points for the Minnesota Vikings. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. This is it, it's it's going to be interesting to see the Vikings injury report and in this as they are banged up on Monday night and now have a mm-hmm. shorter week to lick their wounds. That's but, true. It's but true. with that said, the Vikings are probably the more talented team in this spot. They're starting to figure things out, uh, especially even without Justin Jefferson. You're, we are seeing yeah. another Justin Jefferson flourish in our eyes. Jordan Addison, yeah. what a game! Wow. on yeah. Monday night yep. and uh, Kirk. You know, uh, I, I think everybody should just put that to bed. He's not a primetime player because he willed that team to win. Yeah, Playing one of the best games of the NFL season this year uh, deserves all the hype that he's getting right now. Yeah. I think he goes into Green Bay and smacks these guys. I, I felt really good about that because I've been beating the Cousins drum for a couple for seasons sure. now. For sure. Uh, and it just took one. It was so hilarious to me watching Twitter just line up and everyone saying, Are, how, have we been discounting uh, Kirk Cousins and his efforts? Yes. <laughs> yes, you have. Yes. And I and like you said, I mean, he was making big-time throws there uh, in the face of a of heavy pressure. He was getting put on his backside, and yeah. he was still completing throws. No doubt. And I think that first pick, didn't it go off his receiver's hands? Yeah, for sure. It, I mean, so, like, even that one pick that he had, I can't even put that on him. No, you can't. And and uh, on the other side of the ball, Andy, the the, the Packers have lost three straight. Their yeah. defense is 30th against the run. I Ew. believe Madsen and Cam Akers coming yeah. into the, the fold for Akers the Vikings. Akers is getting better and better and more exactly. carries. Exactly. 
Exactly. So yeah. I just really think this is a, a really get-right game for yeah. uh, Minnesota, coming off a huge win with the 49ers. So I really like the Minnesota Vikings here going into Green Bay to get this victory. How about that uh, over-under at 42? Yeah. Ooh, it's in Lambeau. It's on Lambeau Field. Yeah. The over has gone over five of the last six times these two teams have squared up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really think that that's probably a safe one to go over with. Hmm. I, I just think the Minnesota Vikings are going to put it on these guys, especially okay. with that defense okay. being so bad for yeah. uh, the Green Bay Packers. I, I really like it. Yeah, uh, Minnesota's last five games, believe it or not, they have hit that under. Yeah. But I think that's part in part of uh, they play on turf a lot. And, and it gets to be inflated. Yeah. You know, it gets jacked up a little bit. There's a few more points riding on that. And these are two teams that know each other. And they've know been each playing well. good, good teams that score a yeah. lot of points, like the San Francisco 49ers. Right. So uh, I, I right. like that this one so low. Uh, yep. The Minnesota Vikings can score points, and the Packers can throw a couple touchdowns in yeah, there as can. well. So they, they can. can. So uh, sneaky spot to maybe get that over. Yeah. Sneaky spot I, I for like that the over. over, but no matter what, rolling with the Vikings. All righty, are we going to move to a Sunday afternoon Let's game here? Let's do it. Let's do it. 325 kickoff Central Standard Time on CBS. Another game that's going to have a lot of eyeballs, especially yeah. in our listening area on. That is the Kansas City Chiefs leading the division at 6-1, and one, taking on the Denver Broncos. Whoa. A little bit of life to the Broncos. They're 2-5, and five, yeah. right? And yep. they are a full touchdown right on that key number of 7 they are a seven-point underdog. Yeah. Um, if you're on the Chiefs, get it now because I believe this will get bumped up to seven and a half, eight Probably. points by Sunday. Yeah. So if you're on the Chiefs, do it right now. Or if you're on the Broncos, uh, yeah. you know, wait, wait a second, get it at seven and a half or yep. eight points because that's yeah. where you're going to want it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's hard to get on the Broncos because they haven't beaten the Chiefs since World War II. Uh, so I, I wouldn't blame wow. you leaning towards the chalk here, the road chalk with the uh, yeah. with the Chiefs, but. The Broncos have covered four of their last six meetings against the Chiefs, and they have a somewhat competitive two weeks ago (laughs) when they only lost by 11 at Arrowhead. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, the Chiefs have a a below average rushing attack, and the defense has issues stopping the run at times. But I I really believe if you can get this at seven, ride with the Chiefs. If it gets anything above that, if it gets a seven and a half, eight points, you really got to look down and uh, see if you're on that Broncos team or not. Even with some of those crazy point spreads that we're talking about, 11 and a half, 12 points with the Chiefs, no they doubt. have covered five of the last six games. Yeah. Against the spread, the Chiefs have been golden. And you couldn't always say that last couple of seasons. No, you can't. Uh, but this, the, as of recent, yeah. uh, they have been. Now, let's get to the important question here. Is Taylor Swift going to be in this stance? I bet she will be. Because uh, she's she, a mile high lady. We have a. <laughs> <laughs> we have enough. Uh, we have the data's out there. We have enough of it now. It's solid. It's concrete. There's no arguing it. Travis plays better when she's in the no stands. No doubt about it. He only averages 46 and a half yards receiving <laughs> when, when she's, she's not there. When she's not there. Yep. He uh, averages 99 yards and a touchdown when she is there. And just had 170 some. Uh, you know, going into last week last against the Chargers, week. had 12 catches, Huge. 179 yards, and a touchdown. We need to know if Taylor Swift's going to be. I'm not going to do a player prop until I find out if she's going to be there or not. <laughs> you know what? I will do a player prop right now <laughs> with just not uh, anytime touchdown for Travis Kelsey is going to hit no matter what. Give me that no matter what. I love that. Nice. Uh, the total sitting at 46. Real quick, what do you got? Yeah, I, I believe that this probably does go over uh, because yeah. of uh, just what I said. The 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 uh, Chiefs defense does have some holes in it, mm-hmm. and you know the Chiefs are gonna you know yeah. explode on the offensive side. So yeah. if the if the Broncos have any 
chance of covering this game. They're going to have to score some points. And if that does happen, it's going over for sure. Sign me up. Yep. All right, you heard the horn. That means we're up against it. So let's take a quick minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying their fall pumpkin ale known as Wick for Brains, the official beer of Halloween. Crafted with real pumpkins, giving it a rich amber ale seasonal flavor, not found in many other pumpkin ales. Nebraska Brewing Company, world class in every glass. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. It stands for Where's the Line, Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm yours, Andy Class, and joined by Gibran. the Pauly Pounder. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and we talk a little uh, NFL? Yeah. Now we got to get into the college ranks. Have I mean, to. we're staying with football. Yeah. I know there's a lot of things going on. There is. Um, there's baseball, there's NBA basketball. Hockey played like whatever twelve hundred games in a row yesterday, yep, the day before the frenzy. Yep. The frenzy. So that that was a lot of fun. But we got to stick with what the people want to hear. And For sure, it's all football all weekend long. All football. That's right. So let's talk some <laughs> college football and a couple yeah. <laughs> highly yes. ranked teams here. Yep, yep. Out of the Pac twelve, while it's still around, which isn't that just amazing? The Pac twelve is so loaded from top to bottom. Yeah, like one of the most complete conferences. You got to give it to them. And it's all just going to be gone. Disintegrated. It's just, yeah. That's, uh, well, I think there's still two teams left. So that'll be fun. They're guaranteed championship spot, <laughs> yeah, right? runner-up and champion. <laughs> every year. Yeah. Well, every year we make the championship game. We're in the game. South Championship. We used to never make the championship. Okay, we're piling on there. But yeah, yeah, anyhow, yeah. we're going to talk Oregon Ducks. The eighth-ranked Oregon Ducks are heading down to Salt Lake City, Utah, to take on the Utes, who are a six-and-a-half-point <clears throat> home Dog. Yeah. That's in the 230 window on Fox. You got a total at 48. I think a lot of people are looking at that total. You you, you hear Oregon <laughs> and you hear something less than 60, 60 59. Points, You're yeah. like, oh my God, let me let's talk about that total. But I want to hear your thoughts on this uh point spread being yeah. just off that key number of seven. And we have a home dog. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm going to go with the unthinkable here and fade Utah at home, Andy. I I think there's a reason that Oregon is favored here. I truly Mm. think that Oregon is the best team in the Pac-12 still. And now that Utah shut down Cam Rising down for the year. He's down. Yeah, uh, he's I, done. I really think Oregon can focus on shutting down Nate Johnson and uh, Bryson Barnes. So th- I, I believe the Ducks yeah. are built to beat teams home or away. I don't love Utah's chances of going score for score with a legitimate defensive unit like yeah. Oregon's. I, I really think Bo Nix gets it done here. I think the Ducks get it done. Pull away here. Give me the Oregon to snap the Utes' home winning streak. Win in cover. Yeah, both of these teams are 6-1. and one. Both of these teams are 3-1 and one in the conference. However, yep. not all losses are created equal. For Oregon sure. had a great game against Washington. They did. You know, back and forth. And I'll do a quick comparison now that we've kind of settled on the quarterback. Uh, Bo Nix yeah. has already eclipsed 2,000 yards passing <laughs> on the season yeah. compared to Barnes, who's just over 600 yards yeah. passing. Yep. Hmm. You got Bo Nix with 19 touchdown passes and one interception. Barnes has four touchdowns and three interceptions on the season. Yeah. That just can't get it done in a game like this, can well, it? It can't get done, and this Oregon defense is going to be a lot better than the ones that Barnes has already played. So right. uh, I think this is the toughest th- Ooh, This is the God. toughest defense that Barnes has been slated up against, and Bo Nix is in midseason form. Yeah. Uh, going to 
going to tear this Utes team up. I really believe Oregon is definitely yeah. should be a touchdown favorite. If you can get it at 6.5, do it now. This is the type of game, and, and you never know what's going to happen, especially in college football, For right? Sure. Who wins? Who loses? Who looks good? Who looks bad? Bo Nix with a big game against a rank opponent at home could have slid right back into the Heisman talk here. Yeah, for sure. He slid out. And now he could move right back in. Yeah. All it takes is one game. All it takes is one game. You saw with the Washington guy. Yep. He was leading Next. it, leading yep. it, leading it. And now the only people that people can talk about now is the Michigan guy because they haven't <laughs> lost yet. Right. So, uh, no, it, it's it's going to be probably a one-loss team who wins the Heisman yep. Trophy. And why not Bo Nix? Because, yeah, the stats uh, say it for himself. Yeah, before we move on, what do you think of that total at 48? I think there's going to, before it's all said and done, I think so much money, public money, square money, whatever is going to be coming in on that. Yeah, over. it gets to 50, no doubt. Uh, I, I really think the over is the only way to go just because of those things I said with Oregon. Uh-huh. I believe that, uh, I believe the Utes will keep up with them for a little bit, but yeah. the Oregon Ducks are going to pull away in the second half. But I believe there's going to be a lot of points on that scoreboard. And yeah. seven of Oregon's last eight games in October have gone mm-hmm. over in the total point line. Give me the over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Oregon, like you said, they can score enough to actually help you out in this case. No doubt. All right. Should we move on to another 230 game? Let's do it. All right. Another ranked Ooh. game here. This time out of the ACC. Yeah. The 20th ranked Blue Duke Blue Devils, currently sitting at 5-2, and two, are heading down to play Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. They are ranked 18th in the nation, and they are a four-point favorite at home. This game is going to be on ESPN. That total is at 46 and a half. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of flipping my script here. I get the case can be made for Duke as the underdog coming in, mm-hmm. but I, I feel a lot better uh, about the Blue Devils if I knew if Riley Leonard would be playing. That's a big question know, mark. That's uh, a big question they're, mark. They're much more effective with yeah. him at the starting quarterback role. Yeah. On the other hand, Louisville was due for a letdown game against Pitt. We saw that happen. But yeah. I think the bye week was good for Louisville to get refocused, reestablished mm-hmm. at the task at hand. I think Louisville comes out with a purpose, wins this by a touchdown. So give me Louisville laying the points here. I, I like it. And you're not laying a full touchdown here. Uh, and this line moved to it, was open at three. Yeah. It's already moved a point, so it's moving in that direction that you're talking sure. about there. And Louisville has covered at home their last eight games. Last eight games at home, they've been able to cover. So they play pretty good at home. Yeah, exactly. Like you just said, it has won each of its last eight games at home. It has covered the spread in each of its last game at home. Eight games at home, yeah. And, and uh, they're one of the only six FBS teams undefeated at home this season, being 3-0 at home this season. So I really like Louisville for all that. And, you know, the nagging question on the other side of the ball mm-hmm. for Duke has me kind of in a tense with them. Does that, uh, with the questions Duke has injury wise, and we're seeing injuries pile up. I mean, don't tell Nebraska fans yeah, about injuries. Sure. We've heard enough. We get <laughs> yeah, it. We get Every, it. Everyone's dealing with injuries right now, but with Duke's at some key spots there, does that give you a moment of hesitation as far as looking at that over? You, I know you like to smack the over. <laughs> yeah, no, it really does, Andy, because I, I believe if Louisville can get out to a little bit of a lead, they're going to play a little stall ball with Duke. Mm. So I, I really yeah. do believe that this might be one that I'm looking at the under in. I, mm. I probably. Probably will sidestep it, but if I was leaning away, it would be on the under in this one. Okay, uh, you know I'm looking at all these different models and going through all these different analytics and stuff that yeah. you know we do before each show, and a lot of these uh, score predictors actually have Duke winning by a point, a point. And a half, I'm sure they do. Yeah, and then favored by four. Yeah. So that tells me that I. 
I don't know. I think Duke can at least cover here. Yeah, uh, you they, know, they probably can. A, a field goal win, I think Louisville would feel pretty good about that. Yeah, and it'd be right on the cusp. And if I can keep catching, catching more and more points here. I got to feel better about Duke covering that. Yeah, so no, I'm, you're probably right. I might keep an eye on this one, and if I see a, a much more volatility, I'm going to think, all right, enough's enough. Duke can cover, and I, and I might not know till Saturday. Is that five? Is that five and a half? Right. You know what? What's going to make me pull the trigger uh, on this one? Yep. Yeah. Nope. Totally. All righty. Let's move on to a six o'clock kickoff in the SEC. That's the Tennessee Volunteers taking on the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky at home, a three-and-a-half-point dog. That's going to be on ESPN, the mothership. Now, this is an over-under that's north of 50 at 51-and-a-half. Yeah, I mean— uh, what do you mean? Th- this is crazy here, Andy. <laughs> I, I I really don't know which way I want to go on this one. <laughs> I think it just got smacked. Yeah, a no, times. I, I believe I'm going to stay with Tennessee. Probably not touching this one in reality, though. Okay. The Volunteers went completely silent on offense after halftime in the in that Alabama game, yeah. which is really scaring me a little bit. But you know, put some decent stats, 404 yards. I mean, we would love to have something like that. Both of these teams are five and two. It's yeah. just it's just the way that Kentucky gets handled yeah. by some of these top tier teams yeah. in the SEC is like what is why can't you hang they, in there they just take games off it seems like and t- Tennessee has been at 20 points or fewer in the last 3 or 5 games which isn't mm. good enough result with this talented squad i believe yeah. so they they need to make some adjustments coming into this matchup but i yep. think they will manage that so. as for Kentucky they still in a position to win uh Versus Missouri in that last outing, despite an ugly statistical effort, yeah. the Wildcats uh, finished with 12 penalties for 122 yards, three turnovers, and five out of 12 third down rate. That is terrible, ugly football, Andy. With an extra week of rest, I think hmm. I I like Kentucky to keep pace, like you're saying. Uh, I think they can keep pace with the Volunteers, but I believe Tennessee wears the Wildcats down on their way to cover in the second half. You so think they I, can win by about six? I do. So I they think they got. T- I think they win a touchdown. Oh, yeah, by a touchdown. Huh? Yep. Golly, it's just uh, all those things with Tennessee and their inconsistencies yeah. and kind of licking their wounds. And why? Why is their why? offense stalling? I don't it, know. You know, and and other teams have been able to move the ball against Alabama. For sure. This isn't an Alabama defense that we're. I feel like accustomed to seeing. All I mean, the time. they're still pretty dang good, well, obviously. Good. But uh, this Tennessee was. You know, they are ranked really high. Obviously, because of their offensive output, and it just hasn't been consistent enough. Do I think it's consistent enough mm-hmm. to beat Kentucky by a touchdown? Yes, I do. Okay, well, Kentucky has smacked the over in four of their last five games. Yeah. However, I feel like this has underwritten all over it. Where are you at? Yeah, 51 I, and a half is it, your current total. Which is kind of crazy, Andy, but four of Tennessee's last five road games— they have gone the under, so that is where <laughs> I'm going with the under. Just because, yeah. okay. uh, I think it's. I, I really do be, think it's going to be a little bit of a back and forth game in the first half, yeah, yeah. and then Tennessee, uh, you know, gets gets about a touchdown lead. But I don't believe there's going to be a lot of points in this. I see this going into halftime like seven to ten. I, I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see that, but then I, I also wouldn't be surprised. Like, okay, both offenses are woke up now. The defenses are going to take a nap. <laughs> exactly. You know, like no, I, I just agree. So up and down with these two teams. Uh, and golly, this is another one of those games. If I could keep catching a half point here and there, I might be looking at Kentucky. There you go. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hesitate a little bit. I, I I think I'm siding with you. Like I might just sidestep this one completely. Yeah, because I don't know where these two teams are at. No, I I'm 
with you. I think I'm going to stay with Tennessee. I would, mm-hmm. you know, I'd favor Tennessee, but it, probably in all the reality, yeah, yeah. I'm sidestepping this game. I think it is going to be <laughs> a really fun game to watch, though. We might have a couple Big Ten uh, matchups that we're looking yes, a little bit more for closely sure. at, for sure. as far as making some wagers. All right, there's the horn, the meaning we're up against. Yeah. It. Take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Stock and Rod Company, an outdoor lifestyle brand for those seeking adventure. Whether it's hunting, fishing, hiking, they got you covered. Visit stockandrod.com to get your wild game on. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. That stands for Where's the Line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. Yeah. I'm your host, Andy Classen, joined by Gibran. Ooh, <laughs> you got it. We're back. <laughs> and we got another a full slate yeah. of college football mm-hmm. we need to get into. Let's do it. Let's start with the Big 12. Big 12. Uh, not quite the big noon kickoff here, but it's still an 11 o'clock Fox kickoff. Right. We got the number sixth ranked Oklahoma Sooners heading down to Kansas. Yeah. What is that? David Booth Stadium, Memorial Stadium. Yep, they're in Lawrence. Uh, in Lawrence, Kansas. And the Jayhawks are a 10-point home dog yeah. over under. Get this. 65. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, <laughs> isn't it, Andy, when you think about that? Um, the, it's crazy to for me not to think that Kansas can cover this, but Kansas has also failed to cover the spread in 12 of its last 13 games yeah. as an underdog against AP-ranked teams, which yeah. obviously Oklahoma is. Yeah, very much so. But I, I might take a stab on Kansas here, Andy. The mm. Jayhawks have a bit of extra time to get ready for this tough matchup, and if all goes well, I think they can keep a cover pace with yeah. Oklahoma. Okay. In their last game against Oklahoma State, Kansas posted 500 yards, 410 of that being passing, with 19 first downs and a pair of in uh, uh, a pair of interceptions on defense. So, uh, <clears throat> Kansas is scoring pretty well, is what I'm trying to get at. And yeah, yeah, they're they're a good offense. They've hit, they've hit 31 or more points in all but one game so far. So I do believe they can keep pace. If mm. it, in, if this is 10 points or over, I believe Kansas can cover. You know, Kansas is the trendy pick, you know, looking at other journals and sports betting yep. magazines and stuff like that. Uh, but, man, <laughs> you you are spot on. Kansas is an 0-5 ATS against the spread, their last five 12, Big 12 opponents. Yeah. They just can't cover when they're playing conference opponents, ranked opponents. You, and you've seen so many good things, and everybody likes Leipold and the, the coaching staff down there. But, man, they just – leave you wanting more and thinking do I really want to lay it with Kansas? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That and that is what you got to look at yourself and say, Andy. If this is at 9 and a half, I think I go with the Oklahoma side. If it gets to 10 or over, I think I got to side with the Jayhawks. All right. Well, uh, Gabriel, quarterback for Oklahoma, he has got it rolling as he's good as advertised, right? Yeah, over no 2,000 yards passing. He takes care of the football too. 19 touchdowns, only 3 picks. Not quite the same story over there on the sideline for Kansas. Bean 
Bean is their trigger Bean. man. <laughs> he almost has 1,000 yards, 913 yards on the season, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. Just It's a whole different category. It, it it's really a, is. It's a different category. But uh, I cannot not bring up Oklahoma last weekend. They survived a major scare against a UCF team, uh, you know, thanks to a two-point yeah. two conversion stop. You know, late in the game, so yep. it wasn't the prettiest of wins. Obviously, they did get the W, but it's the offense that keeps rolling for Oklahoma. Right, right. And the Sooners have scored uh, twenty-eight or more points in all but one game so far, so they should post another big total in this one. They I think the Jayhawks keep pace, but I think that over is what I'm looking at. The over, even at sixty-five, you like the over? I do. We're going over, going over. Hey, everybody, just kind of chalks it up like. Oklahoma is going to score 40. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of what the last two, three years that that's what Oklahoma do does. It. Yep. And Kansas should be able to defend home and get us there, right? Yeah, they should. They should be able to do that. Come on, Jayhawks. Get us that 65. Let's do so it. Bet the over. Should we stay in the Big 12? Let's do it. The BYU Cougars. Yeah. Head over to Arlington, Texas mm-hmm. to take on the number seventh ranked Texas Longhorns, where they are at 18. 18 point favorite. Yeah. That's a 2:30 kickoff on ABC. You got that total at 50. Mm-hmm. I think the sh- the biggest shocker here is how the gap there with that point spread, 18 points. Yeah. Uh I the think Cougars people, are 5 and 2 on the season. I think people are going to get scared about this line and bet on BYU and that is incorrect. Ooh. I'm going to lean Texas here. Uh, you can make a case either way, but both teams have few things to work on after last weekend's victories. Texas came up with mm. 360 yards, 219 on passing, 19 first downs, and zero turnovers, Andy, and, and a big win over Houston. That said, the Longhorns also just went 3-for-12 on third down tries and gave up 378 passing yards to the opposition. Still considering Texas has hit 30 or more points in every game this year, I imagine their offense will be on track on this one and stack it up against BYU. You know, I'm trying to find a stat so I can argue with you here. But, yeah, and it's I, tough. I hate Texas. I, I, I hate them. Horns down. I hate them. But I think they're going to cover this 18 too. For sure. Gonna, uh, here, here's one. Here's one. They are one and four against the spread <laughs> in games played in October. The last five games <laughs> in October. <laughs> it's a little different team, I would say. It's like the Minnesota Twins uh, PA announcer when he's digging up those stats on the radio. <laughs> exactly. No, uh, but as for BYU, I'll just go into it a little bit. Their offense was pretty slow overall against Texas Tech with 277 total yards, yeah. only 127 yards passing, which they're going to need to do against this high-powered Texas offense. Offense, yeah. uh, and only had 12 first downs. The Cougars benefited greatly from the Raiders having, you know, five turnovers and nine penalties, though. So uh, yeah. that's not going to happen against Texas. Texas is going to whoop these guys. It's going to be more than 21 points. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, with uh, the, it, the the things that people are saying about Texas, is the quarterback controversy, quarterback is banged up a little bit. We might be able to see Arch Manning at the end of this game uh, once we get, uh, you know, some points built up. Quinn Ewers. He's almost at 2,000 yards already on the season. Takes care of the football as well. 13 touchdowns, only three picks. Knocked off Alabama, right? Yeah. Like, what more can this kid do? No, I think he's banged up a little bit. That's what I'm saying. There's a little bit of injury. And Slovis, he can keep pace. The BYU quarterback, he is not the problem. Uh, He's got over 1,500 yards uh, on the season through the air. It's the running. It's the rushing attack. For sure. The Cougars just don't have a strong enough uh, rushing attack to keep pace with the Longhorns. That's why they're 6-1. and They're 3-1 and in the conference and ranked seventh in the nation yeah um and they're getting them at home here uh i i God. 
18 points. Fine, I'll do it. And and you like the over too, huh? I like the over. I like Texas. Man, uh, hook them. <laughs> hook them horns. Hook them horns. All right. Should we move on to the game? I think everybody's the been game looking at of here. the week. The game of the week. It's anyway our game of the week. Let's do it. The Boilermakers are coming to Lincoln. Yeah. They're only two and five on the season, taking on a team with a winning record. In the Cornhuskers, Let's four go. and three, and I feel like they've hit another gear. They found new life here. They are a slim two-and-a-half point favorite just off that key number of three. That's a 230 kickoff on FS1. You got a total at 39-and-a-half. Ooh, and it, a, a lot of books I'm looking at actually moved it up a half point here. Yeah. I'm looking at 40-and-a-half. 40 40 I'm yep. looking at 40. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know what? Nebraska Cornhuskers coming into this one four of their last five games, you know, winning them uh, after a seventeen to nine win over Northwestern last time out. Gritty, we, we should have beat that team by three more touchdowns. Uh, we we mean, just can't keep it going. You mean first half uh, turnovers don't help? Cover exactly, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it, 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 we should have won that game by yeah. at least three touchdowns. Yeah, uh, you know, but the the freaking. Injuries are just stacking up against the Cornhuskers yep. here. Uh, but the defense is still our strong point. This Purdue yep. offense yep. is just, you know, I guess you can. the one thing you can say about Purdue right now is it's rusted. And a, a lot of their yeah. recent losses okay. have been against tough teams in the Big Ten. Yeah. But I'm not investing a whole lot into that stuff. No. Nebraska's playing well defensively, and the offense has been able to do enough since right. Harburg has took over the starting role, I think this ends up being a game that Nebraska wins like twenty to thirteen, seventeen to thirteen. It's kind of the same okay. thing yep. that we okay. saw against yep. Northwestern. Yep. Give yep. me the Huskers laying the points. I like the Huskers laying the points too, but it's it's trickier than you think because you just look at the yeah uh, uh, the totals here as far as wins losses. Purdue sitting at two and five, only one and three in the conference. Nebraska's not much better. No, you know they're four and three. They're only two and two in the conference, uh, and, and Nebraska just can't get out of their own way. It just I boils will, down to defense. Yeah, and, and this is where all these the latest wave of injuries. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but they're to the offense, and and quite frankly, and I've heard it put a lot of ways. Um, a lot of injuries up front on the offensive line. What have we been, you know, kind of complaining about? Inconsistent offensive line play. No doubt about at it. At left tackle, here, there, whatever. Okay, well, then there can't be that much of a drop-off, right? No. So, I mean, and we're— Next and man we're, up. And we've been asking to see these younger guys, and we're one game away from that cutoff, you know, four games they get to play, these freshmen and guys yep. on a red shirt. Yep. You're going to get them, whether you want to see them no, or not. No, we're going to see everybody on the freaking roster. I'm kind of roster. excited to see oh, these for guys. for sure. I'm excited to see these guys, throw them in the fire. Uh, I already feel like the Matt Rule era is off to a decent enough start. Yeah. Not everything has gone our way, Nebraska's way, whatever, but I, I, I like what I'm seeing. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Clean up the turnovers and boom. Clean up Boom, the turnovers and penalties, yeah. uh, just stupid mistakes on offense, and we really, really look like a different kind of team. We look like one of those grind-out yeah. teams that can run the ball, and no matter what, our defense is going to keep us in it. Uh, player prop I really want to throw at you real quick, Andy, is the Heinrich Harburg. Pass <laughs> and rushing yards together, okay. 187 and a half. Pass and rushing yards, 187 and a half. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a little, a little wild there. Okay, I'm going to need two passes to Malachi two, Coleman. Two I need passes. two passes to Malachi yeah. Coleman to get me there. No, uh, I agree. I believe that I am fading that one, Andy. <laughs> if I'm going to go with anything with Heinrich Harburg, I'm going to go with his 63 and a half rushing yards. That's another there prayer prop that you okay. can put on Harburg. Like 63 and a half, I believe he gets that because I still don't know. Can he pitch the ball? Does he know how? Uh, he really doesn't like to. Get, he really doesn't like. To <laughs> he pitch. really does not like to. And in his defense, he came from a a wide open passing offense at Carney Catholic, yep. and he got kind of thrown into the fire here. I for mean, sure. Sims, for all intents and purposes, was the guy. Yeah. going into this season in Harburg. Give him credit. He's got a couple wins. He's starting to stack up wins. He really is. But I do believe, Andy, if we see some turnovers, if we see some turnovers in this game, I do believe Jeff Sims is going to get another shot, especially if Harburg puts us in a position to lose against one of these lesser Big Ten teams. Because it's make or break for the Nebraska Cornhuskers these next few weeks against these lesser Big Ten opponents to get to a bowl game. We need to beat Purdue. We need to beat Michigan State. And we need to be against Maryland full strength. And that's another thing with these injuries. I think everybody's focus is ramped up that much more. For sure. All hands on deck. You got to get this one and you got to get this one at home against a team that you should beat exactly. in Purdue. Yep. Nope. This uh, isn't a good team in Purdue. It's, it's very not. bad. We're, it's... We're, we're talking and we're throwing a lot of mud at Nebraska here. Kind yeah, no of. doubt. Uh, but more, uh, much of the same could be said about the Boilermakers. You got to get this one at home. I agree. All right, I'm going to take the two and a half then. Nebraska's going to cover this. I'm on it too. All right, and that total, I probably lean towards the under. You, I mean, I think you got to, especially <laughs> looking at both of these teams the past yeah. few weeks of what they've been able to output with yeah. their offense. Like I said, I believe the Huskers win this in a gritty game, twenty to thirteen, seventeen to thirteen, seventeen to ten, somewhere in that range. It's going to be a very close one. There we go. Nebraska pulls it out the gritty way. The Nebraska, the Nebraska way. way. We got it. We got it. Take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. World class in every glass. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to Where's the Line? That's WTL, Nebraska's first. And only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron, the Parlay Pounder. You got it, and I believe we have parlays in our future here, Andy. All right, all right. This is the last segment. Here we go. So we're ready for some. And we talked NFL. We got into college. Now we got to get back to the NFL because we got a dynamite slate here Sunday night, Monday night. And let's start with a banger of a matchup yeah. here. Everyone was circling this in the offseason, like, oh, where are those going to be fireworks here? Yep. Is this high-flying offense going to be able to deal with this defense? Possible Super Bowl matchup. Yes, but it's kind of fizzled off. A little bit a little of that bit. luster is lacking here after the last two weeks of the 49ers dropping some games here. Cincinnati is heading on out to San Francisco for a 3.25 p.m. That's going to be on CBS kickoff. San Francisco is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't think that line surprises anybody. Makes a lot of sense to me. That total is at forty-six. Yeah, Andy, and I think the to- uh, the the line has gone down on this. Oh, it has. Yeah. It has. A con- I'm looking at a consensus of three. Most boards are posting three. Yeah, exactly, Andy. So, like, as you know, I'll probably stay with the 49ers on this one. Yeah, I think I think they're still the best team in the NFL, or one of the best teams, if not top three. Uh, I- 
I, I think it's. I don't think it's as big of a skid mark as people are putting it out to be to lose to the Minnesota yeah. Vikings on the road. The Minnesota Vikings what? play very well in that. Yeah. In the Viking ship up there in Minneapolis, yeah. it's it's U.S. Bank Stadium. Exactly. And I and you know when you throw interceptions late, that's what's going to happen. You're going to lose games, especially think, if a defense you know stands up to the 49ers like hey, the Vikings did. Vikings got their number. That's all the Vikings do is knock off top tier teams. Exactly. I think the last game I was at up there was watching Jimmy G get smacked around, and uh, <laughs> Vikings beat the 49ers. Then they did. They did. It was it was a crazy <laughs> game that time too. It was. I like the 49ers in this spot, especially if this line is moving down. <laughs> the look ahead actually had this at a at a five. Five and a half. Exactly. That's where I saw when it opened, Andy, was the 49ers by five and a half. I think a lot of people are back on the Bengals, watching them kind of progress. And as for the Bengals, I imagine they'll look better here following an extra week of rest in preparation coming off the bye. Cincinnati really needs to spark their offense, though. Defensively, the team has given up 21 points per game, which is middle of the pack in NFL rankings. The lack of scoring has hurt, though. The Bengals have failed to hit 20 points in four of six games, which doesn't Make sense for this star-studded, uh, you know, trio of Mixon, Burrow, yeah. and Chase. I mean, and, and Chase was like missing those first three weeks. Exactly. And, and T. Higgins, I know he got dinged up, uh, got bit by the injury bug, but where's he been? Yeah, just, I need him back. Exactly. I just don't think that Cincinnati's really figured it out. I don't think Cincinnati can keep pace with the San Francisco 49ers team, especially when you got Christian McCaffrey and Ayuk and yeah. Kittle coming off yeah. a, a stressful loss when they know they should have won that game. So I believe San Francisco <laughs> comes in here, uh, puts pedal to the metal. I know it's a lot about what I said last week, but it's going to happen again with the 49ers. They're going to run all over this defense. I got the 49ers covering here as well. Now yep. that total has moved down. Also, <clears throat> I mentioned the the 46. I'm looking yeah. at a consensus of 43 and a half if, if I'm going by averages across all the different books that it, I'm looking at. Exactly. And yeah, it came out at 45 and a half, 46 points when it when it hit the books, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. a lot of people are putting that under because they really think the 49ers defense is going to be able to clamp down on this Bengals offense that hasn't been able to put up points. And I can't say that it hasn't. The uh the San Francisco 49ers did not get a sack against the Minnesota Vikings. You know Bosa and company is yeah. going to be coming for that quarterback, yeah. especially uh, especially in this one. So I really do like the under in this one, especially uh, if you can get it at that 45 range. Uh, once it gets down to you know, 41, 42, that's yeah. going to be very hard to bet on. But uh, if you can get it at 45, 46, anywhere in that range, definitely do it. I, I really believe the 49ers are going to keep it low-scoring Bengals pretty close there. All righty. Should we move on to the Sunday night game? Let's do it. I can't wait to dive into this one. <laughs> Let's do it. What it is. What's up? That's my Chicago Bears. Yeah. They're heading on out to L.A. Coming off a win. <laughs> and this line is moving in the yeah. direction where, you know, maybe you'd want to look at uh, Chicago. When I was taking my notes just a moment ago, I was yep. looking at 8.5. I'm looking at consensus 9. L.A. Chargers are a 9-point favorite at home. Total of 46. Yeah, Andy. I mean, you got to love it. I'm leaning towards the Bears here. I really oh, am. Boy. Uh, Tyson Badgett, the the undrafted rookie, Division two guy. Yep. He looked good in the opener, Andy. He looked good in his in in his opener. Hey, when uh, you're talking Division two, you're talking Shepherd University. You're talking Shepherd Shepherd University <laughs> out of Shepherdstown, <laughs> Shepherdstown. West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, but really, where I'm lying here, Andy, is I'm not 
sold on the Chargers right now. Mm. Sure, the Chargers have played some tough opponents, but the Chargers are only yeah. one loss ahead of the Bears right now, and Chicago has to be feeling good right now good. after their victory over the Raiders at home. I think the Bears can keep this one uh, a yeah. one-score game. So give me the Bears. I like the points here. You know, and Badgett put up some serious numbers that are coming in for Fields. He led three consecutive touchdowns or three touchdown drives. Yeah. Uh, went 21 of 29 for 162 yards. You know, not gaudy numbers, but efficient numbers. Yeah. Also had a touchdown through the air. Uh, you mentioned how he's a Division II product, so nothing was given to this guy. Yeah. He was an unsigned uh, free agent. Yeah. Right? And he's a rookie. Yeah. No, the, the he becomes the first Division II undrafted rookie to start an NFL game wow. since 1958. And that's what you get when you guys when yeah. you get people like this onto the field. They're yeah. not trying to do anything too crazy. They're looking for their stars. They're looking for DJ yeah. Moore. They're looking for Cole Komet. Uh, if you can get receptions on either of those two, wow. do it. Isn't that weird when you just kind of boil it down and say, hey, let's just go get yards, positive exactly. yardage, get things happen? And how about Dante Freeman? I'm kind of getting on my— Foreman. My, yeah, Foreman, yeah. Yeah. Uh, had a heck of a game. Yeah, 89 no. yards, a couple of touchdowns on the ground. That's why you brought the guy in exactly. from Atlanta. Uh, right? Carolina last year. Uh, he kind of carried our yep. offense the whole year. Uh, I know I grabbed him in all of my fantasy leagues and Ooh. got me over 30 points this past week. So, no, I, I do believe they can grind it out against this team and get a couple uh, yep. big completions to those big guys. Like I said, DJ Moore, Cole Komet. So, <laughs> give me the Chicago Bears with the points. And talking about the Chargers, isn't it something where – Everyone was so high on Herbert for so long. Yeah. He couldn't do wrong, couldn't do wrong. All the losses weren't his fault, and I just felt like the tenor flipped last week. After yeah, they lost that game, everyone's like, all right, we got somebody's got to say something about Herbert here. Yeah, you no, know? it just seems that he doesn't have the clutch factor uh, when it comes down to you know fourth quarter games. He's had so many chances in really tight games because they yeah. are a very good football team. They have very good weapons yeah. on both sides of the ball. So yep. uh, they're going to be in a lot of games, Andy, but it seems like they're always scratching and clawing at the fourth quarter to either you know get the win or lose by you know an interception or something like that. So he is not the leader that they thought he's going to be. Uh, that could change in the future, but I really do believe they're on thin ice here. Yeah. And one of these losses, especially to the Chicago Bears, can get that coach fired. So I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I really do believe that they're, oh, he they're, is on the hot seat. they're on thin ice right now, and I believe the yeah. Chicago Bears team might be able to do it. And if this line just keeps on moving uh, the way of the Chargers here, I mean, I'm going to get all over the For Bears, sure. especially if it gets to double digits, which it you looks like to. it might get there. I'm looking at a minus nine. Give me the Bears. You have to. The Bears. The Bears. All right, should we look at Monday? Night. Let's do it. I mean, we got to leave enough time for your parlay here as well. We got time. Okay, we got we got that time. We got time. The Las Vegas Raiders are yep. heading on over to Motor City, Detroit to take on the Lions. Lions were so hot there after that first week loss, but now they're 5 and 2 getting dusted up a little bit there. Yeah. I'm looking at the Lions as a 9 point favorite, however, over the Raiders after they got smacked around by the Bears last week. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, the Detroit Lions will have a little nasty taste in their mouth after throwing, uh, you know, throwing up on themselves against the Ravens last week. You know, the, the Lions' previous loss this season, they followed yeah. it up by beating the Falcons by 14 points and allowing less than 200 yards. Okay. The Las Vegas Raiders are a bad football team across the board. Poorly that coached, in- too. Poorly yeah, coached. That includes being ranked 30th in scoring offense and 22nd mm. in scoring defense. It doesn't help if Jimmy G's you know, going to continue to miss time. It's a big line, but I have no use for the Raiders. With the current form and injury status, give me the Lions. Comfortable win here. They smoke them. 
They smoke them. I mean, this line's getting expanded, though. Yeah. You know, I was looking at eight and a half. I already moved to nine. Um, but not multiple touchdowns, but for the for Lions is what I'm going. And, and Detroit has been one of the safest bets over the last one and a half seasons. They are 14 and three. Let me say, 14 and three against the spread, their last 17 games. Yeah. You got to like Detroit. You do. And this is something where people are getting wise to it. Yeah. It's not just the sharp money now coming in on Detroit. Everybody's getting on Detroit. And this line can't, you know, uh, climb fast enough for the books to keep up to it. Like you I have said, to. Uh, open up at seven and a half, already at nine. And I think it's going to go north of nine. It, it, I mean, it, it just, it just will, Andy. So I really, I really agree with anybody that's on the lines right now. I have nothing for the Raiders. I just yeah. don't, I, especially if Jimmy G is going to miss more time because that, that's really their only saving grace is if Jimmy G plays and he doesn't turn the ball over, they won't lose by as much. Uh, kind of a curious spot here. Uh, when I was looking at the totals, I've seen it come down a half a point across many of the different books that I'm looking at here. Yeah. Uh, so going from 46 to 45, and if you're thinking of uh, kind of a blowout type of scenario here for Detroit, yeah. usually you see that over go up, not down. Yeah, it's ju- it's just that the Raiders can't score points, Andy, and that's the whole entire thing with it. I do believe that the Lions score a lot of points here, but yeah. I-, I don't think the Raiders can do their part in this, I, I don't know if the Raiders score in this one. We might see a goose egg on Monday night for the first time in a while. I do not believe in anybody on this Raiders team except for Devontae Adams, who should be a Carolina Panther. And if I see an offensive performance, he <laughs> <laughs> slid that right in there. Yep. And if I see another offensive a performance like that in primetime Monday night, I'm going to be so mad at Roger Goodell. It's I all am, his fault. It's all his fault. All his fault. Fire. We should see the Chiefs every Monday night. <laughs> Fire that cloud. Yep. All right, Mr. Parlay Pound. Yeah, 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 yeah. you got to have that parlay ready. I do. i got two, actually. I'm going to lay one for Ooh. player props only. So okay. the first player prop I got is Travis Kelsey over a touchdown. Uh, that, that one is hitting for sure. And then I said it in the opening, uh, Rashad White, under 49 and a half rushing yards. And then to round this one out, I got Jordan Addison over 57 and a half receiving oh, yards. Boy. The books still aren't caught up to this guy, putting $20 on that to win 100. Now for my three team parlay, actually, we got Nebraska covering that two and a half points. Minnesota Vikings pick them game, gonna win that game. And then to round it out, I got the Kansas City Chiefs minus six and a half. With the Denver Broncos, putting twenty five dollars on this to win one thirty two. I was going to say that's got to be a good payout. Yeah, uh, run it back down. Nebraska by two and a half. Vikings pick them. Kansas City Chiefs over the Denver Broncos by six and a half points. Twenty five to win one thirty two. I like it. I like it. You got the Huskers <laughs> in there. You also got the Chiefs in there. Yeah, and I, I like the player props. Uh, yeah, uh, Kelsey. Two touchdowns, right? That's what you're saying. No, just one. Just, just one? one touchdown. Anytime. Anytime touchdown. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Easy money from the parlay <laughs> bounder, folks. All right, that'll about do it for us this week. Be sure to follow us on ESPN Tri-City Radios and their Facebook page. We're also on Twitter, and that page is starting to yeah, grow. Got a sure. lot of fun little short videos that we like to share with no doubt. everybody on that. Our YouTube channel continues to grow. We're picking up subscribers and viewers, and we are loving it. And it's a great way for us to interact with you guys. Uh, Even when you throw a little shade at us uh, after the Bears didn't cover, (laughs) uh, I saw a little message on there, what's up, what's up? I'm like, hey, Ronald, we'll get you back. Oh, yeah, Uh, no. We'll get you back, Exactly, (laughs) no. If if we're not putting wacky stuff out, we need to get chirped out. So we we love it. So we love to talk to the fans. I love it when you guys chirp us as, as well. And you got those daily free picks over on TikTok. Yes, sir. For Joe Braun, the par, lay, pounder, 
I'm Andy Klassen. Thank you for listening. This has been WTL. <laughs> <laughs>